mystery music for a discussion of Kansas State basketball coaching. Not really mystery music, but it does kind of fit. The song's called Watching As I Fall. It's by Mike Shinoda. Okay. I would hope that that, that the title itself doesn't have anything to do with this conversation. No. So, <laughs> Stephen, thank you, sir. <laughs> I just felt that kind of helped set a nice mood for where we're going with this because sure. it is a mystery. I'm Troy yeah. Coverdale. He's Wyatt Thompson. Stephen Schaefer handling things behind the glass in the other room for us as we continue on Wildcat Insider. Now that the uh, now that the pleasantries have been exchanged, <laughs> the elephant in the room is where does K State go next? Where does K State basketball make its move in terms of coaching change? Yeah, it's an interesting subject, isn't it? And oh I think my. we could talk about this for the entirety of the hour. And what I would say is, is, I guess I would start by saying this. I believe the process is certainly underway. Sure. I would tell you to think outside the box. Okay. And, and, and meaning, I think there are a lot of people that are going to be asked about their interest level. Uh, and not just the handful of names that that may be out there. And some of those names that are out there probably are legit. Some of them maybe not so much. Mm -hmm. But that's true in every search, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest, it it, it is. Some some of this is, you know, agents trying to get their guy more money or another opportunity or whatever it might be. Speculation drives the market. That's correct, yes. Uh, What I I will also say to the – the K-State fans listening here, I think there are good quality people available, and I think K-State uh, has every opportunity to go out there and get somebody quality. It is a little bit concerning with all of the turnover in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are like five, or I guess there are five now, because you had the Florida coach going to Georgia, which is a little bit different. But right. So I mean that's a football move right there. That's <laughs> yeah. But I you know I, I think we're all going to you know wonder about Brad Underwood as an example because sure. of the ties to Kansas State and uh, I think I think most of us who know Brad understand how much he loves the university and Wildcat basketball and all of those things and his comments uh, a couple of days ago when they were knocked out. Um, were exactly what you would expect them to be mm-hmm. at that particular moment. Uh, he has no real reason to say any more or less than he said. Uh, so that would be my opinion on that. I think there are some other candidates that have been mentioned that that could be good quality people here. Um, and I, you know, I don't know that there. I could give you a. They're going to have somebody this week or next week or what have you. But, but I, to be honest, I think you could see somebody here certainly before the Final Four or the National Championship game or maybe even in the next, let me say, 10 days to a couple of weeks maybe. There's part of me that says that that's an ambitious goal. But I also understand where if you're Gene Taylor, you specifically want that goal met because then that frees up whomever the head coach is to be in place to be a participant in the convention that goes on hand-to-hand with the Final Four weekend in New Orleans. Oh, absolutely. And and that is where 
So much of the resume passing around <laughs> takes place. The, the the hiring and firing, more so the hiring, but at least the networking aspect of it. And there will be guys that you want to have your head coach being involved with looking at when the coaches meet in New Orleans. I think there are, in, in terms of talking about the cross-section of candidates, I think the the one thing that I hope, and, and this kind of goes back to what I said, keep an open mind because, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know Brad Underwood's 58 mm-hmm. as an example. Mm-hmm. Do most people know that? I don't know whether they do or they don't. I'm just I'm just stating a fact there that I think, you know, there are names out there that are guys in their 30s, guys that are in their early 60s. That's a pretty wide variance mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think you have to look at this as it's it's a heck of an opportunity for the right guy, isn't it? It is, In absolutely. a terrific basketball league with, with the commitment here. I know it's been tough the last couple of two or three years. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but but championships have been won here in the last you know handful of years, last decade, I'll say, and, and, and even you know certainly many before that. Um, so I think it is a good basketball school, a good basketball program, a, a fine town. Is it for everybody? Maybe not. But I, I do think there, there will be a lot of interest in this. I really mean that. You could say so many of the same things about Champaign, Illinois, honestly. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, and, and Ames, Iowa. And right, lo- you exactly. Know, I mean, Stillwater or that, whatever it might be. Yeah, welcome you know? to college athletics. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's part yeah. of it. One thing I think the people – the basketball people will know is the potential that sits here, mm-hmm. right? I mean, think think back to when Bob Huggins was hired. I mean, they sold out the season right mm-hmm. after that, mm-hmm. you know? So they care about it here, and that, that means something. And a lot of people that are in the game understand K-State's longtime tradition with coaches and I mean, especially the coaches. Right. Uh, so, so to me, that's a good thing. This gets back into something, and, and I have voiced it on this show before, and I voiced it in, in other areas as well. But, you know, being in radio, I don't have the dollars to back it up with my uh, donation to the Ahern Fund. But, you know, I, I really, as a K-Stater, I hate that so much of our heritage was allowed to wither through the stretch that was the 90s. Sure. And... Unfortunately, these latter three years brought back a lot of memories for folks that were connected with that. And it hasn't helped that that place down the road has had the success that it has had. Sure. Because when Jack Hartman was head coach, the two schools were synonymous almost in terms of their successes. Couldn't argue with that for five seconds. That's absolutely right. If you, if you study the programs from, say, the mid to late 40s through the late 80s, other, other than maybe a national championship, mm-hmm. there's not mm-hmm. a lot of difference. There just isn't. Since that time, it's been Oof. pretty pretty one-team dominant, and we, we understand that. But again, I think you, you can look at that, and many will, but I also am one that says, you know, K-State has shown that they can be a tournament team. They have shown that they can compete in this league. They have shown that they can go out and hire good coaches. There's no reason to think that that won't be the case here. And I, I do believe uh, in my heart of hearts that for the right guy, this could be a heck of a good job. 
I think one of the things I'm kind of split as I look at it in two directions here. The one is, is I recognize that as a university and as an athletic department, we are stellar at being conservative with our hires. Bob Huggins was the outlier (laughs) in that and made things pop. Sure. And we don't normally do those hires. And as much as a Brad Underwood hire would be great, that's the pop that I would love to see. Right. There's part of me that also says, but we can't afford to be trying to keep up with that place down the road. That's how we got Tom Asbury. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's where... You know, it's it's a tough call, and I, that's where I'm glad I'm not sitting in Gene Taylor's seat and having to make that decision when it's done because uh, my mind goes those two directions where I want someone that's going to be attention-getting and can put butts in seats right away, but I also have to recognize that that hasn't worked in the past for K-State. That's a tough call. Well, I understand and respect that. I, I do. I guess I'll just be a little bit repetitive here in that <laughs> I think K-State has a lot of things to offer. Uh, I think this is a good program in a really good league. That will pay some dividends, I think. The, and, and let's go back to talking about the team from last hour. This wasn't the season that we had all hoped for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yet I think – it shows you how close you are to being a competitive team, being a tournament team, maybe winning a game in the tournament. You know, th- there's a little bit of a difference there from from making it and and competing and winning games in the in the show in the dance, mm-hmm. right? So, and I I get that. I think that's what K Staters want more than anything. And you know, we're all pretty loyal to this place and the colors and so on and so forth. <laughs> and that's why I think there's so much run on Brad. You know, everybody that that knows Brad understands how he feels about this place, right? Mm-hmm. And what it meant to him to come back and be a part of it when Hugs came. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to remember now when he came back, he wasn't on the staff as an assistant. He was the director of basketball operations. Right. And then worked his way up. And right. I, you know, I – Enough about that, I suppose. But but I'm just saying that I get why he's kind of the the whatever you want to call it, the flavor of the week, right? right. Or month, or right. whatever you want to say. I get it. What I, I and I, you know what? I'm going to make him tell me no. Sure, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. And we'll we'll see how that plays out. I I guess what I'm getting at is is. There's no reason for me personally, with no inside information, but there's no reason for me personally to not think that somewhere in Brad Underwood he's in, interested in this job. I would agree with that. Yeah. The name, of course, that comes up today, you and I were discussing even before we went on the air, and that is Frank Martin. Uh, things came to an end at South Carolina for him today. Mm-hmm. While Frank would be a familiar hire— I don't know necessarily that that's the way that uh, that anybody would want to go at this point. Yeah, I I don't know that. Uh, I haven't asked sure Gene Taylor that. I mean, he's he's pretty busy with what he's doing now for, <laughs> for to take two minutes to talk to me about it. And, and I know I'm putting you on the spot in, no, the, no. in the fact that you were also talking about guys that are friends of yours in sure. Brad and Frank. Oh, for sure. 
And, you know, Frank had a pretty good run here, mm-hmm. and he had a 10-year run at South Carolina in, that included a Final Four, probably didn't make the, the tournament as much as he would have wanted mm-hmm. to. Would he have interest in coming back? I'm going to assume the answer to that would be yes, but I also haven't talked to him. Sure. Uh, doesn't mean I won't. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I have not talked to him. I mean, this with him being – let go that that's just today's front page news right. there so we'll see uh, i would think he would at least want to talk to somebody don't you i mean I, I, i'd be ab- stunned if if the answer was no to that absolutely but are you able to sell that given his outcomes at south carolina beyond the one final four yeah uh, that is that is not my call, and like you said, I'm glad it's not. Yeah, you know, I, I think what I'm getting at is we've got a fan base that is split rather vociferously on which way they all think we should go oh, sure. with this coaching hire. And that's part of why I think it's a good job, because people really care. You know what I'm saying? They may be frustrated with the, this past season or mad, and, and however you want to describe that, but but at the end of the day, they want K-State basketball to be competitive. Mm-hmm. And when I say competitive, I'm not talking about a 500 team. I'm talking about an NCAA team that can do some damage. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what, that's what you should that's, want. That's our heritage. Exactly. And so <laughs> – Let's 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 strive for that, right? Yep. And, and I I think that's what I, I would I would tell you. I think Gene Taylor, the firm that's working on this, all of the people that have a say in the athletic department would tell you, we're going to do everything we can. Your your office is how many doors down from his? Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're not hearing conversation in the hallway. I am not. No, but this is only Monday, too. (laughs) We've got more on the coaching search coming back as we continue with Wyatt Thompson on Wildcat Insider. Wildcat Insider continues on a Monday. We doing this again next week, or... Does this end this week? Well, I don't know that. I haven't talked to Mitch about it. We'll we'll have to pester the boss. If I recall correctly, I believe today, again, with a grain of salt, today I think is the last Wildcat Insider until the uh, the fall. Okay. If I remember correctly. I could be wrong. We could have one more. So we're putting our money on Stephen being right. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Some of us us have to do that pretty much every day around here anyway. (laughs) Just to get through the day. Well, I'm a flexible guy. We'll make it work either way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Troy Coverdale. He's Wyatt Thompson, Mitch Fortner, uh, under the weather. And as such, uh, I was called in to pinch hit this afternoon. Uh, we'll touch a little on the uh, Cats this coming week uh, in their baseball endeavors after a nice weekend. But we've been talking about the basketball coaching change and the process that is underway. One of the things that, that – stands out about this process being underway is the fact that uh, the agents are such a part of this discussion as well as a search team that yeah. you have uh, that the school has hired on so much of it is done as a business where the coaches are getting information secondhand down the line a little bit but 
that's between they and their agent to work out the business side of it. Well, so many things have changed over the years in these types of searches. Uh, I remember when I got in the business many, 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 many years ago, um, you didn't really see search firms like you see today. Mm -hmm. But they certainly have their purpose for a lot. Maybe not for everybody. There are some athletic directors that say, you know, I don't need a search firm. I'm going to go do this myself, and, and that's fine too. But I do think those types of people, you know, they talk a lot to, you know, these these attorneys who are, mm-hmm. you know, agents. They talk to, you know, the basketball people, coaches and, and what have you. And, you know, you, you get a pretty good sense when you talk to those types of folks that, you know, they have a pretty good handle on, my you know, like – what this particular guy would like to see happen or have and you know what what his wishes might be for this job or that job and so that it's really changed over the years mm-hmm. from that perspective and i and i look at that and i also say this is why you have to take with a grain of salt any of the conversation in regards to who may have an interest in your program because a lot of times that coach can utilize plausible deniability and say, no, I've not talked to. Right. <laughs> well, and, and to be honest with you, a lot of times nowadays, and, and I'm not sure, I, I don't know that I even remember in the early days if, if this was the, the same as it is now, but I don't think the coaches, uh, the coaches are talking to the agents. I don't yeah. think they're talking to other you know, athletic directors about an opening that they may or may not have. I, I right. just don't perceive it to be that way. Um, I think we all know that, you know, we're dealing with um, a product here in major college basketball that has changed a lot over the last 30 mm-hmm. or 40 or 50 years, and the pressure is immense to, to win, probably more so now than ever before, um, just because of the money involved. You know, mm-hmm. it's just – and when I say the money involved, I'm talking about the money that's paid to head coaches, the money that's paid to staff, you know, that type of thing, the, the money that is paid to, you know, these conferences and the schools uh, through, you know, television mm-hmm. rights and, and that type of stuff. It's it's really <laughs> – it's, it's changed a, a great deal. I mean, just, just in terms of, you know, in the 20 years I've been at K-State, what, what K-State's athletic budget was in 2002 as opposed to now is – is a, a pretty wide difference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, there's a lot that goes into this. Uh, I think what you said is pretty legitimate. You know, believe maybe a little less than half of what you hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing what you said, obviously. But, but, but there are some names out there that I think have some legitimacy to it, and frankly, probably some that aren't or don't. You know, that that's I don't know if you agree with that or no, not, but that's I, what I, I'd say. I would agree. I think some yeah. of that comes down to uh, certain areas of the media are looking at hot candidates. Sure. And wanting to find connections to certain jobs just as okay, hey, this is a hot candidate. He's not gonna be here long. What would be a good place for him to fit? Right. 
I'm not going to say necessarily that Jeff Linder is one of those people, but he's the best example that I can give because of my personal knowledge with with Jeff. We talked about last hour, the fact, or earlier this hour, that you know Brad Underwood is a friend of yours. Frank Martin is a friend of yours sure. because of their ten years here. Jeff and I worked together for four years in Greeley, and so we know each other well. I texted him yesterday. I got a Kenny Powers. Jeff uh, <laughs> in return, right? Uh, in congratulating him, um, but as an example, uh, does Jeff have a lot of interest in this program? I can't say one way or the other. Would he in a normal situation? I doubt that because it's it's not any place that he has a real connection with. Wyoming gave him a connection in the fact that he can recruit along the front range, and it's a Mountain West team. He's done his work in the Western time zone, Uh uh, other than when he was an assistant at Emporia State. That's his area. Sure. And I I think a lot of times the national guys, when they put together their lists of who the hot candidates are and what jobs they may fit, don't take a lot of consideration into – some of the, if you will, localized aspects that also are present when these guys are looking for their jobs. Yeah. I think another example of what we're talking about and how this works, and and I'm not picking on writers in in any way, shape, or form. They're out there trying to do their their job too. But like when when Conzo Martin was let go at at at, um, Missouri, it wasn't long late later after that that I saw a tweet that, and th- this was from a from a guy who writes for the St. Louis Post Dispatch, which mm. is a pretty good sports paper. Uh, here's a, a short list, and I think three of the five names on the list were on the on the same list at Kansas State. Right. Doesn't mean that list was accurate. Right. But, it, but in their eyes, it might be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, so th- that's kind of how this works. Uh, what, whether and, 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 and how much of that is an agent also contacting a sure. reporter yeah. and floating out an idea? Yeah, and and but you also have. Uh, I, I probably shouldn't throw out more than a, a name or two, but but a guy like Jeff Goodman is an example. I think Jeff really works hard at this. Yes. I think he is a guy that has some credibility. Doesn't you know tweet out or write a lot of crazy mm-hmm. things or ideas. And usually, if he puts a list together, probably has maybe a little more merit than, than some. So that's just, it's just my opinion. I will also say our local guys, both Go Powercat and K State Online, do tremendous jobs. They do, and some of the some of the names, of course, they've been up front with noting, "Hey, we're." adding this to the list because his name has been mentioned in other circles for potentially being interested in this job. Yeah. So everybody's kind of working all the angles Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're, again, I'll be repetitive in saying this, but I think, you know, on those lists, I do think there's some accuracy to them and some inaccuracy to them. Uh, Always in a situation like this, there's going to be, you know, a, a, a name or two or three that isn't on that list that would be a candidate. I think mm-hmm. uh, so. I guess I guess at the end of the day, that is part of it, and you just have to kind of let the thing play out and 
at the end of the day, we're probably going to have a coach in the next couple, two or three weeks, and we'll I, go from there. I will note this much. I have not looked at FlightAware once. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That's, I can assure you that that wasn't the case when I first got into the business. You, you could not go to FlightAware and, and find out anything. Oh, yeah. my goodness. The, 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 the links that we can go to on the Internet now to try sure. to uh, determine all of this. Well, you can, you can pretty much find about anything you want asking your phone. Yes. Right? Yes. Who, who's the coach at George Mason? Boom, it'll tell you. Right. Or yep. whatever. So, yeah, that's changed a little bit, too. Yes, yes, it has. Boy, are we the old farts or what here? Well, probably. Yeah. And, and, but, and I can't speak for you in any way, shape, or form, but, but at least in my particular case, I will admit it. Hey, you know? listen, I've got AARP mailings, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm right there. I, I, guess, I guess what I'm admitting to, though, is, is that I, I, I do think that when you look at the, the world the way it is now, and mm-hmm. this is just just me talking, okay? Have no proof of this or not. But I have this theory that if you believe about 35% of what you read on Twitter, mm. you're probably good to go. If you're more like 70 or above, probably going to get yourself in trouble at some point. That's a good way of looking <laughs> at it. That is a very good way of looking at it. So that said, we've not settled anything in our discussion. Not so, yet. No. no. Uh, I mean, so we can't tell you who the new coach is. I mean, <laughs> that's that's what it comes down to. That's going to be Gene Taylor's job at the end of the day. Oh sure. Uh, and and but your your mindset is that we will see it probably as as he alluded to that he would like to see it before the final four. You're of the mindset that that is going to be a goal that is going to be met. Sure, or at least that's that's the hope anyway. And there's no reason to think that that can't be met. One thing that we haven't talked about that I would probably throw out here at this point: a lot of these, and you would know this, people driving home listening would understand this. A lot of the people on these lists, so to speak, some of their teams are still quite mm-hmm. busy. Mm-hmm. So once we get into Wednesday and start playing games, the process could slow a little tiny bit. But, um, yeah, so, so be be patient. But I do think it's coming. And, again, I don't want to just totally blast the, the names that are out there because, as I said before, I'll repeat this one more time. There is some accuracy to some of the names from my perspective Mm -hmm. and some inaccuracies, too. I will note this. I did mark on my bracket the five schools that that have coaches that have shown up on those lists. (laughs) New Mexico State, Wyoming, San Francisco, Colorado State, and, of course, Baylor in terms of an assistant. Yeah. So (laughs) I marked it for my own research purposes. Yeah, and and the the Colorado State thing hit a nerve with me because of my time there. But also, and you know this, Nico Medved just— Signed a new deal. Signed a new deal. Was it yesterday? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Not saying he wouldn't be interested. That's not what I mean. But, but again, this is the cycle that we've we've been spent the better part of 10, 12 minutes talking about. That it's a pretty wild situation right now when you look at it from all all angles. All you've got to do is look at Chris Beard, UNLV head coach. That's it. And what was that? Two days. Yeah, Tops. If, if that, about two days, yeah. Crazy. It uh, happened, though. It did. It did it happen. It did happen. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like I joked yesterday about the fact that uh, San Diego State meets Creighton in the NCAA tournament. Wait, that's a Big East? And most people forget that joke. 
so anyway, 5.40 our time. We continue with more on Wildcat Insider in a moment. Tomorrow night at this time, we have K-State baseball as the Wildcats will be in Omaha to match up with the Mavericks out of the Summit League. Omaha tonight, back on the diamond as they play at Nebraska this evening. I actually played this afternoon. I'll have to dig into that here while we talk. Uh, one o'clock first pitch. I didn't note that here. But they come into the matchup. Five and nine. The Cats now seven and seven as we continue with Wyatt Thompson. I'm Troy Coverdale on Wildcat Insider this Monday afternoon. Five and nine, but it includes series against San Jose State, Southern California, a loss at Arkansas, number 10 in the country already. One out of three against Valparaiso. Beat Creighton once. Had another one weathered out, yeah. but then uh, got a win yesterday over Nebraska before that matchup today. Let's see what uh, let's see here what Huskers.com tells me about the afternoon. Um, the point being is that this is a team that has quality club has yeah has is a quality club and has some big wins early yeah. on and the, and they've played a, a solid schedule as as you documented there, but. You know, it's interesting, early in the year like this, K-State, remember, started with a couple of road trips, went to Texas, went to California. Uh, Now, uh, to be honest, I I don't know that it's the same type of competition since they've been back, but they've won games. They've been better defensively. They've pitched it pretty well. They're starting to hit it a little bit better now. Mm -hmm. So I think all of those things are are factors. Um, It'll be interesting. These are the kind of games like tomorrow that you want to go get. Mm-hmm. Omaha's a good club. I don't know that they're necessarily great, but I think it would look good on the resume to win that ball game on the road. Then you got a weekend series at home against Moorhead State. Mm-hmm. So it, it won't be long. <laughs> One thing I learned over the years doing college baseball, it doesn't take long to get through that non-con, and all of a sudden, boom, the Big mm-hmm. 12 hits you right square in the nose. One of the things that I always take into consideration about the early schedule, whether it's K-State or any of the northern teams, that when they make those trips to play out west or play against teams in the south specifically, uh, you're likely going to see them come back with a losing record because they've not been able to get outdoors and do the things that are of a second nature to the game of baseball. And so I think that that always plays a factor in early season numbers for teams, and once they're finally able to get on a field and be able to work out the kinks, that's when you start to see it turn. Yeah, as an example, Cal State Fullerton—they're not going to—they're not going to appreciate good weather like like we would hear early in the springtime, right? Sure. I mean, it's just the na- nature of it. <laughs> um, and, and I agree with you. I think it, uh, generally speaking, now uh, I do think it takes a little bit of time to kind of get you know into that feel. Um, you know, baseball is a unique game that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it affects your defense when you can't be out early. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly, uh, I've always felt like the pitching is ahead of the hitting to begin with. I oh, don't know yeah. if you feel that way or not. But, but I've, I've, I mean, even at the big league level, I think that's true. But it tends to even out over, over time. But it takes a little bit of time. I'm disappointed I missed the game at uh, Haymarket today. 
It was Dollar Hot Dog Day. Uh, six to five, Nebraska beat okay. Omaha this afternoon. So five and ten okay. officially going in, but still a split with Nebraska as each one on their own home field. Yeah. So that would be the the note there for Omaha going into tomorrow night's game. That is a six o'clock first pitch here on News Radio KMAN. But you're right. The the Cats again are showing those signs of the things, and I I think what tended to get lost in the mix was that this is a very different ball club than what we saw last year in the number of guys that were lost off the roster because their eligibility was up. Right. The other thing, too, that and I'm just going to say this, I, I, I watched a little bit uh, of the games this weekend. I unfortunately did not make it out there, but mm-hmm. I did watch off and on yesterday w- with the doubleheader. I'm just being blunt about this. I thought Central Connecticut was a pretty solid club. Mm-hmm. I think so, too, I given thought the they, scores. Yes, I thought they did a really nice job. They hit it a little bit. Their defense was decent. They pitched you know, pretty solidly. Uh, but with that said, I mean, you, you, get, you get the sweep, 5-2 and 5-3. You make one error in 19, 18 innings of, of baseball. That's pretty good. Um, you know, the starting pitching was, was pretty solid. And uh, so, so you build on that and move forward with uh, the trip to Omaha tomorrow, and then, like we say, at home this weekend. The, and the weather yesterday was. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that for this coming weekend. Oh, for sure. It, yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be pretty good, right? It is. Yeah. It is. We're supposed to be back into the 70s here by the end of the week, so you yeah. can tear yourself away from watching the NCAA tournament and go sure. go catch the Batcats this weekend go. against Moorhead State. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I think too that that stands out about where this team is seven and seven. I think Pete Hughes has got to be pleased with where that team stands right now well as you said they lost some awfully mm-hmm. talented guys there, there was some turnover and it does take a little bit of time they did play uh, a pretty good schedule in that first I'll say eight or ten games mm-hmm. right I mean that pretty pretty solid so yeah I, th- I think you to, to be about where they're at I don't know if this is what his expectations were I haven't talked to Pete about that exactly and I don't want to you know, portray something that isn't so here, but but I think they've been competitive. I think they're getting better, um, and and w- w- again, it gets a little bit more difficult when you get into those Big Twelve series. But I think so far we've we've seen some progress from from game one to now. One of the things that had me laughing this weekend was someone did share footage of Louisville trying to play a home game this weekend against Michigan, and it was Michigan like weather. Really, uh, snowfall, and it yeah. it was coming down hard. It it looked like, well, last week around here. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, that's the other thing. You know, we talked about getting out. In fairness, I, I think the weather before they left was probably pretty good. Yeah, generally speaking, here, and then when they left, you know, there was. I mean, you talked about. I mean, there. We've had our share of yes. good and and bad here, which is typical, right? But uh, that was another thing too about the off off subject of baseball with with Kansas City getting the snow during the tournament. Yes, we have been so fortunate over the years mm. mm-hmm. in Kansas City of not having a lot of that. It was a little bit of an odd thing to have that happen this time. I felt the same way about state basketball tournaments. I'll bet. Over yeah. the years as well, for yeah. the same reason. We yeah. we really have been blessed over the years to have good weather for people to be able to get around to the varying sites. You're absolutely right, Kansas City yeah. being the same way. Yet, I know the women's tournament was was gangbusters in terms of attendance. Oh, boy. Yeah. The, well, 
don't want to give too much credit to to one group, but the Iowa State fans sure. on the women's side always show up, and they show up in droves, and they're loud, and they lost a really tough, heartbreaking game to Texas in the semis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I admire their fan base for for they're always involved in Kansas City. Always. Yes. Yeah, they, I, I appreciate that a lot. Someone was uh, on Twitter barking about that the tournament needs to be in Dallas. I'm like, no, no. We tried that. It did not work. <laughs> Nobody attended in Dallas. Kansas City continues to sell itself as a great place for the conference tournament. It it just, hands down, sells itself perfectly. You add power and light to the mix, and it just enhanced things. Well, Kansas City, and you know this, Kansas City, we've said this for years, has great basketball tradition in mm-hmm. its own right. I love Host, municipal. Oh yeah, it's it was <laughs> such a great facility in its original form, mm-hmm. and they've done a nice job of refurbishing it. And of course, T-Mobile is really a cooler. The, the players really enjoy playing there. Always have. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it was you know fifteen years ago or this last week, it's it's just it's doesn't the same. Seem, doesn't yeah, seem possible I mean, yeah. that it's fifteen years old. Yeah, or whatever. I mean, I mean, not but your point, that, yeah, your yeah, point's but, taken. But, but they do. I mean, it's clean and it's nice, and they they try really hard to to put on a good product with the products provided by the teams. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then and then you you mentioned the power and light and all of the things to do around there. It just it's a it's a festive atmosphere, and it's really it's different than a lot of tournaments. It just is. Kansas City is is the ideal in my mind, and and I say that having been part of multiple discussions. We talked about conferences earlier. The Big Sky, when I first call, started calling games in the Big Sky, it was the regular season champion hosted the semifinals and finals. Yeah, it has only been in the last seven years that they moved away from that model because they ran into problems with. They added quarterfinals to it, caused problems because we overloaded Missoula. It takes some work to overload <laughs> Missoula. I'm uh, sure that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story. The point is the next year, tournament moved to Reno, and they made it a neutral site tournament. Yeah. It didn't work in Reno. It's working in Boise for them. If you saw the Big Sky Championship on Saturday night, it was well attended in Boise. I did see it. But you've also got a very thriving downtown community. Uh, it, it's it's presented as something that the fan bases are able to get to now uh, in in relative ease. Kansas City has always had that, and and that's why I always look at Kansas City when I was even in those conversations with folks saying, you've got to look at how this works. Because Kansas City puts on what the ideal conference tournaments should be. Yeah. And and this year, in all honesty, just being blunt about this, I don't think we saw as many fabulous games as I thought we were going to, but I still thought it was a pretty good tournament. Always is. I really do. Always is. Yeah. Are you able to watch TV tomorrow, start watching these games? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, your, your office is does allow that. They will tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't miss many games. I'll at least have it on. Wyatt, yeah. I appreciate you. Absolutely, brother. Nice talking to you. Nice to be on with you. Thank you. Wildcat Insider wrapping up for this Monday. Thanks for being with us. I'll talk to you all tomorrow morning. <clears throat> yeah, I know. You got me coming and going. See you at 6. Getting you closer to the locker room than anyone else. This is Wildcat Insider. Wildcat Insider, an exclusive presentation of the flagship station of the K-State Sports Network. News Radio 1350, KMAN.